Hello and welcome to the Sports Ethos DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Apache, here to break down this Saturday, April 2nd, main card. We have three games to talk about. They're three good games. You know, normally these three game slates are a little bit, you know, lackadaisical. Not a lot of options, a lot of that good stuff, but. I mean, we pretty much have all the news that we need to break this slate down. We're looking forward to it. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be something to give you a little bit of a little afternoon kick. And there's that early game card, but uh, I will not be touching on that just because by the time I record this in the morning, there won't be much time to even listen to the show. So I'm just gonna touch on this main one again. As you guys know, this show is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Guys, come prop up with us over there on Thrive Fantasy. And if you're wondering what it is, it is the number one daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. Now, how do you play? You choose 10 of 20 available player prop bets. You build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value based on the over and under and how likely they are to hit. You hit the most points, rack up the mo- hit the most props, rack up the most points, and win your share of a prize pool. Now, when you sign up, use that promo code ETHOS. That is E-T-H-O-S, and you will receive a 100% instant first deposit match. On up to $100. Again, use that promo code ETHOS. E-T-H-O-S. Sign up. Prop today. Alright. We're going to dive straight into things. First game of the night. It is a 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game. We have the Brooklyn Nets traveling to Atlanta. It's going to be a good one. Really looking forward to this game. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun I mean, all three of the games tonight are going to be very, very fun basketball games to just watch. And I think that's the best types of slates I like to do. Because even if you're uh, even if you're not winning, whatever, uh, you know, you got some good games to watch. That's the thing. You know, I don't expect too many blowouts. Uh, none of the spreads are, are too crazy. Uh, and that goes for the entire day, even including the, the earlier game slates as well. Everything is pretty much within a... I think the biggest spread on tonight is going to be the, the first game of the day. That starts at, like, right around... Uh, 11.30. It's going to be the Hornets Sixers. That's a five and a half point spread. Everything else is literally a one and a half point spread, which creates a lot of different lineup differentiation. You're not really, you know, game stacking too, too much. You can get a little bit of value in all of them. But let's start off here. Brooklyn going to Atlanta for the injury report. We have John Collins, Jalen Johnson, both rolled out. Lou Williams, Trey Young are probable. And for the Nets, Bruce Brown, Goran Dragic, Joe Harris all rolled out. We have Duran Sharp and David Duke Jr. They were recalled from the G League due to the injuries. Seth Curry is questionable, so we got to keep an eye on that. Ben Simmons ruled out. Again, this game's coming in with a one and a half point spread, two forty-one and a half game total. So this is the highest game total of all the games today. So this is, you're going to clearly want some exposure to this. We're going to start off at the top. Uh, Kevin Durant, eleven K. Kyrie Irving, ten three. Both these guys. You don't need me to tell you. Absolutely in play. Up pace tempo for them. Uh, we know this Hawks defense has been slacking and lacking lately. Uh, when it comes to Kyrie, again, I always mention, you could target point guards going against Trey Young. They will be fruitful. He wasn't in this matchup when they played earlier in the season. Uh, I'm expecting a big one from both Kyrie and Durant. It's really going to come down to your lineup construction. I'm going to want one of those guys. Those are the two guys I feel the most comfortable spending up on. I'm going to want one of them in each and every lineup. And you can even go both of them. I could see this being a very top-heavy scoring effort from Durant and Kyrie with little contribution to go from some of these other players. Uh, you got to keep especially if Seth Curry's out. Uh, if Seth Curry's out, it's just 
you know, the double game stack scenario might be very contrarian with just going with the two studs and not even running it back with like a Trey Young. Um, I can see that being a very, very good contrarian kind of stack if you're looking to do that in your GPPs. Now, with Bruce Brown ruled out, with Goran Dragic ruled out, I think this brings back Patty Mills into play. He's only 3K, minimum salary on DraftKings, point guard and shooting guard eligibility. He's going to have to get some run. It's just what it comes down to. Even if Seth Curry plays, he's still going to have to play, I imagine, like that mid-20s minutes, um, possibly even more. I see that you know, if Seth Curry's ruled out, it's a no-brainer. No doubt about it. We're playing him. Uh, and then the other guy I wanted to talk about would be LaMarcus Aldridge at 4,500. Just knowing that he's kind of getting that consistent role of right around that 22 to 25 minutes, uh, pretty much on a nightly basis. We saw him play 30 against Toronto. And he just gives us a nice, comfortable floor of right around that 22 to 25 DK points. And at 4,500, there's... You know, consistency is going to be key on this site. You can't just go boom or bust on every single play. Uh, so I like the consistency that we're getting from Aldridge. I like the matchup for Aldridge. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Trey Young, 10-6. For everything I just said about, you know, running it back with those two guys, Trey Young makes a lot of sense as well. Uh, he is probable. He did injure his groin and end up returning the game in that last one. You know, this pretty much has like that 45 to 55 DK point game written all over it for him. It's just going to come down to how do you want to spend your money and what studs do you want to spend up on. I'm more interested in got some ancillary pieces. Clint Capella coming in at 6,700. I do like him in this spot a whole lot. Uh, we know that Brooklyn's front court is absolutely atrocious. You know, game blog watchers might be a little scared off of his minutes totals over the past three and three out of the past five games. He's played less than 23 minutes. So I'm not worried about that. In all those games, it got out of hand quickly. Uh, they smoked Cleveland by 24. They smoked OKC by 18. Uh, and then they lost to Detroit. The game ended up losing by 21 points in that one. So take a look at the two games sandwiched in the middle where they were pretty competitive. Less than 10-point games. He played 31 in both those games. Put up 40 DK points. He's averaging 41.3 DK points against Brooklyn in two matchups already this season. Sign me up. Clint Capella is probably my favorite center on the slate. My favorite person to get exposure to on this Hawks team. And I think we can look at some of these ancillary options again as well. Uh, I'm not going to be necessarily chasing the Akungu game. I had some shares of him in that last one. I think he makes a good pivot if you're not playing. Clint Capella, if something happens where he gets into foul trouble, uh, anything like that, if his minutes are limited, he would see you know anywhere between 22 and 25 minutes. So great pivot off of Capella if you're not playing him, but I wouldn't play those two guys necessarily together. And then, uh, you know, Gallinari, not a terrible option, knowing that he is back. He started in that last one. He only played 23 minutes because of the blowout as well. Uh, not the most favorable matchup going against Kevin Durant. This could be one of those where he's exerting a lot on defense, finds himself in foul trouble, all of the above. But I do think DeAndre Hunter is the guy I would play with over him at 46. So just a little recap here. Uh, I'm looking at Clint Capella. I'm looking at DeAndre Hunter. Uh, Akongu in my lineups that you know do not have Capella. And then anytime you want to look at like a Bogdanovich. I mean, listen, it, it's a fantastic matchup. You could put, mix and match with any of these guys. But those are the three I feel most comfortable with. And I see myself having the most shares of. But Werder, Trey Young, Bogdanovich, they're in play. I just imagine I'm going to be a little lower uh, than the field on them. Moving on to the next game, Miami traveling to Chicago, taking on the Bulls. Lonzo Ball has been ruled out, while Zach Levine is probable. And then for the Heat, Caleb Martin, Max Struss, Gabe Vincent are all questionable this game. Coming in at 216.5 game total, we have the Heat favored by 1.5 points here. We'll start off here with Miami, the away team. This slate has good pricing. When it comes down to it, Butler, Bam, both these guys, 81, 8K. They're in play. There's just other AK options that we'll get to that I think I like a little bit more. Um, 
and I'll just fast forward, I guess, real fast. I give me both the Utah. I'd rather have Mitchell over Butler, and I'd rather have Gobert over Bam. So I don't see myself going to either one of those guys. If anything, I think Kyle Lowry at 5,700 is just a little too cheap. Uh, this is a great matchup for him. Yes, Caruso's back, and he could be a little bit of a pesk. I get that. Uh, but 5,700 is just too cheap for Kyle Lowry. In two matchups this season, he's averaging 43 DK points against his team. I do like me some Kyle Lowry, and it's not just based on the past performances. It's just based on the matchup and the price tag. So there's a, when you couple all three things together, it just has me leaning a little bit more towards Kyle Lowry than a lot of those other mid-five-tier guys. And, you know, great point guard option. Part of the reason why I think I'm leaning a little bit more to Grant because we have plenty of guard spots that we could choose from. And uh, I like that discount I'm getting. Now, some of these other ancillary options are all in play, but this game has the lowest game total on the slate. Uh, I'm just not going to overly invest in it. If you want, you can always take a dart throw at P.J. Tucker, but I prefer Patty Mills, and we'll get to somebody on the other side of the ball who I think is a good value, but he'll never draw ownership. And every, Once every eight games, you get one of those big ones from him. Uh, and I, if we see all these other guards are out where we just talked about Struss, we talked about Caleb Martin, we talked about Gabe Vincent, uh, that would put a little bit of Duncan Robinson into play. I'm, I'm, having play, I'm not playing Victor Oladipo at this price, but it would put Duncan into play at near min salary, 3400 On the other side of the ball, for everything I just said about those guys that are 8K in the next one, same thing goes here. Part of the reason I won't be playing much Vooch. Uh, I don't like targeting uh, centers going against Bam Adebayo. I like Rudy Gobert at a cheaper price tag for a lot better. Uh, DeMar DeRozan coming off of an absolutely monster game, 8600 He's always, always in play. I'll never say he's not, but I don't like targeting this Miami defense. I don't want to pay 8600 for DeMar DeRozan when I can get Donovan Mitchell for 84. Uh, Zach Levine is in play, though, at 7400 just based on that price tag. Do I end up with a ton of shares of him? Probably not. I'll probably be a little modest with my shares. Maybe even, I wouldn't say under the field. I'll probably be even with the field. Maybe a little under because I think he's going to draw ownership when everyone just looks at the differences between him and DeRozan for $1,200. They're going to want to gravitate towards more Levine. Um, I don't think I'll go there. I do think Patty Williams is in play at 3,400. Now, he played 37 minutes against the Clippers. He put up a monster game, 33.5 DK points, uh, 10 points, 12 boards, two blocks, one steal. I don't expect a game like that. But at 3,400, could he get us anywhere between 18 and 25? That's what I'm thinking. Um, I'm thinking probably right around that 22. And if we need the value, absolutely in play. He's the guy that I'm gravitating towards the most. Final game of the night. Utah Jazz traveling to Golden State, taking on the Warriors. Steph Curry, James Wiseman both ruled out. And then for the Jazz, Hassan Whiteside is questionable, while Trent Forrest has been ruled out. This game coming in at a 217.5, so not the lowest, but not the highest. Uh, and then the Jazz are favored by 1.5 points, and there's a lot to like over here. So we'll start off here with the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell, 84. You heard me touch on it. Absolutely love this matchup for Mitchell. Uh, this is a back-and-forth one. He put up 44 DK points in two games earlier, average, that is, uh, against this team. He's just been extremely consistent in around that 40-point mark, 8,400. We need him to get a little bit more than 40, but the security, and I think this has that 50-point upside possibility in there baked in. So absolutely, I'm good with some Mitchell. Uh, I don't mind Rudy Gobert absolutely at all. I still think it's going to be tough for me with him and Clint Capella. But if you can get both of them, why not try to get both of them? 7,600, again, another guy who's averaging about 45 DK points in two matchups against them. They just don't have the size. This might be one of the matchups where we end up seeing a little bit more Looney play. But doesn't mean I'm going to be gravitating all the way towards Looney. But again, we know the consistency we're getting with Gobert. And he's also just slightly underpriced. And then the only other option I'm really interested in over here would be Bojan Bogdanovic. 5,100 just feels a little too cheap for the second scoring option on this team. At least 30 DK points. And we're talking about, you know, 
more than that in three out of the past five. Uh, we'll just go through a little game cap. Against Sacramento, 35.5. Against Portland, 37.5. Dallas, 31. OKC, 50. It's going to be up pace tempo. I like me some Mindanovich. If I'm not spending up on Mitchell, I mean, you could even pair them together if you really want to. But if you're spending up in some of these other games and that's going to be your build type, then I definitely would make sure I have Mindanovich in this one. Uh, only other guy maybe worth noting might be Hernan Gomez simply because he plays a consistent role. He's floating always around that 20 DK points. If you need the value, he's there, but we have some good value options. On the other side of the ball, Jordan Poole coming in at 7,200. We know that he's going to be the guy now. Bottom line, whether or not we see Clay Thompson's in or out, he should still see consistent role, consistent shot attempts, consistent minutes, no matter what. So 7,200, sign me up. Poole would be my favorite option over here. And then you could look at Draymond at 56. It's not the best matchup for him, but bottom line, they're going to need his size. I think he's a little bit more contrarian. I like that price tag right in that Kyle Lowry range where – we know we're getting a guy that's pretty underpriced. The minutes are starting to make a rise for Draymond. And he's got 35 to 50 point upside any given night. I think we're probably looking more along that 26 to 32. Uh, and that's still decent enough price tag to take a stab at Draymond, knowing that just because that's where I think he's going to fall uh, doesn't mean he doesn't have the upside. It's basketball. If a guy's stroke is falling for him, uh, the rebounds hit the rim the right way. He easily has that 40 point upside. So those would be the two guys I'm focusing on. I'm not playing Clay. I'm not really playing Wiggins. Um, and like I said, if you wanted to take a stab at Looney at 3,700, this is certainly one of those matchups where I could see him getting extended run. In the three games that they played the Jazz so far this season, he's averaging 26.6 minutes. Now, granted, Draymond did not play in any of those games, uh, but still, uh, I imagine he's probably playing anywhere between 24 to 26 minutes in this one. He has average of 22 DK points in those minutes, so take it down a peg. We're probably looking at about 20 to 22 in this one as well. So there we go. That is probably one of the faster rundowns, but granted, only three games, so the podcast will be about 15 minutes long. So we'll get to our player tiers. Uh, I'll give two of each tier that I, I am interested in. For a top tier, it's going to be Kevin Durant, and it's going to be Donovan Mitchell. Touched on both those guys plenty of times. I don't think much more needs to be said. Really into them. Uh, for the mid-tier, we'll go with Clint Capella at 6,700. And this is where I get stuck. because I, I was just going to say the two centers with Gobert. I like him as well, but we'll go Kyle Lowry at 57. Uh, I definitely think that both those guys, a little too cheap, great matchups for both of them, sign me up. And then for the value, uh, we'll hit some uh, Patty Mills at minimum salary, 3K with Goran Dragic and Bruce Brown both rolled out. We'll probably see a little bit more of Seth Curry playing three, and then maybe Matt Mills get some time at the one or in the two. Backup ball handler behind Kyrie, also playing a little bit of shooting guard as well. And then... Uh, we can go with Patty Wills, 34. I'm not expecting a game like that. I'm actually, you know, it almost makes sense probably going away from him, just knowing that I think he'll draw a ton of ownership. So if you wanted to go away from him in your GPPs and, you know, talk about some of those other options that we already went with uh, or spoke about earlier on the show, I uh, wouldn't mind that. I do like Aldridge as well. But 4,500, we're not getting as much of a discount. And he would need to put up 33, I think, on this slate to really be make or break as far as where you're going to finish in these contests. So. That is all I have for you guys. As always, thank you for listening. You can find me on Twitter at Mike Patria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Always appreciate you guys tuning in to us. Leave that five-star rate and review comment wherever you listen to this, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it, we're there. I love seeing those comments, even the good, the bad. If you just leave a five-star, I do appreciate it. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying to adjust and do everything that we can. Season's winding down, so a lot of these adjustments might be made in the next season or during the off season, we're trying to make it through. We got a lot going on over here. Uh, a lot of big moves that sports ethos has been doing a lot of big moves that us personally have been making. So 
Uh, I do appreciate all the feedback, though. We, uh, it does not go unrecognized. We do see it. So thank you for that. And listen, let's go out here. Let's have some fun. It's going to be a good day of basketball all throughout the day. We're going to watch some good hoops. So let's, uh, let's have some fun with it. Let's take down some Jeep.